I'm feeling a little derailed right now. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Grumpy Old Ben's for Monday, December 28th, 2020. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Middle America, just outside of Chirac, where Comcast got me on Christmas Day. And uh, I'm going to get them back. I am. And from America's left coast, where 2020 is almost out of warranty and we all want refunds. I'm Ryan Bimrose. Wait, we can sign up for refunds. Where do we go? Is it rareencounter.net? Uh, yeah, um, you you go Washington D.C. care of Nancy Pelosi, and you should get six hundred dollars for all of the all of the grief that you experience this year. Man, I tell you, we have a very special guest with us today. He's special in so many ways. Cold acid, always spelling it with a lowercase c, from the land of the Great White North that we like to call Canandaigua, and uh, the town he's from is called. Curtis, right? Curtis, C-U-R-T-I-S, Curtis. Cortese, I thought. <laughs> well, it's deep. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's Canada. They're all, uh, isn't yep. like, there's only cold, like. A cold, uh, cold, commie, Scandinavia. <laughs> there's like three towns up there. That's all right. I mean, there's, there's like, what, six people that live in that place? I in, think it's seven now. We love everybody in Canada. We're just kidding because we care. And yeah, I mean, we don't really want to talk politics today but this whole concept we of we may not want to but well it's yeah six hundred dollars as opposed to two thousand i mean it's amazing to me how many people are like like the bernie bros and stuff these these big time uh socialists who are turning against trump for not signing the bill for trying to get them more money that's like wait i don't get it you're misunderstanding you're you're playing the party line so much that you are just not even understanding what's going on behind the scenes and i know I almost had an aneurysm when Trump says something and AOC and a lot of Omar agree with them. That's when I start looking around like, wait, wait, is this just is this a simulation? Did something glitch? What's no, going it, on? It, it means it took almost four years of presidency, but they finally got to Trump. Yes, he's compromised. He's either that he's, he's now part of the deep state. It may be. Or, I thought he uh, did sign it, too. We finally in, did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Late last night. Uh, in in a couple of weeks, he, uh, he's Biden is going to announce that uh, Donald Trump is going to be Secretary of State. That would be fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, Biden's already figuring out that the folks on the far left are not going to be his friends because he's not doing what they oh, yeah. want him to do. Well, you know, Biden's out here calling for unity, which you know, I'm I'm sitting here going, "You fucking election thief! No, I'm you're never going to be my president." But the funny thing is, people on the far left of his own party are also saying, hell no, we don't want unity with the conservatives. We want blood. That right. was, uh, uh, who was that jackass Hollywood dipshit that just went on record? Yeah, David uh, Cross. The David Cross, yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> you see this kind of stuff and you're like, yeah, how do you expect this country to get back to whatever normal is? And it's not because politics, they played the left. Four years of hate, and they think they can turn it off now. I mean, that's the hilarity of this. Yeah. Like, you think yeah, you that, control this? No, the only thing they've succeeded in doing—they can't turn off the hate from the left, but they've managed to turn on the hate from the right. Well, yeah, there, and the right has seen what worked, and I can only imagine where this goes oh, yeah. forward. 
Yeah, 2022, yeah, 2024. Box has been opened. 2022 and 2024, you are going to see, because, because now that the Supreme Court has declared it to be legal, uh, you're going to see massive, massive fraud on both sides. The Republicans are going to come back and they're going to hire nothing but the best fraudsters uh, as consultants for the party. And uh, you thought your vote didn't count for much before. Yeah, uh, my vote's going to be approximately the same as cold acids. Yeah, well, you know, he, he can vote. I mean, just because he's in Canada doesn't mean he can't vote in the United States. There's no there's no rule that's going to keep him from doing that. I mean, there may be laws Not anymore. No, but uh, what? OK, what are your thoughts on this whole bombing in Nashville? I love the theories that have come out on this so quick. Is this related to the election in some way or is this just uh, this just something totally different? Well, I'll tell you, my I first think it's theory, the six week cycle. That, that if that is, it went a lot farther than it usually does. Usually it ends with. Yeah, I, with I them think this time it blew guy. up in the FBI's face. I I. I didn't know they were that in con- I'll tell you my first theory though about this bombing is that I am quite sure that it is linked to the fact that we ended up doing a uh a no agenda stream meetup instead of a grumpy old Ben's on um on Friday on Christmas Day because I think that uh the timing is way too coincidental. The bomb went off and uh the reports coming in after the bomb are that the you know, be, because it's an internet hub, the people who put it together are dudes named Ben who know what the fuck they're doing. So they had uh, natural gas backups right. for the generator. Uh, and the real internet problems didn't start until the emergency services wanted to go into the building and they cut off all the natural gas lines and the backups died. And then the internet went down, which coincidentally happened to be right about the time we were ready to start Grumpy Old Ben's. And I think that's why you got a comcasm on Friday morning. Yes, it definitely would appear so because it went down right at that same time. And I didn't put two and two together at first because it's like, well, the bombing was earlier. But you're right. The turning off of the natural gas to turn and everything going down, which also just says everything's running through Nashville. <laughs> There's something going on with that where, uh, you know, Chicago yeah, you're not goes actually down. that close to Nashville. I mean, no, but, I can drive there in seven hours, but it's not uh, it's not next door. OK, that is close. You know, it's close enough. But, uh, you know, it is kind of interesting being you'd figure Chicago would be the hub. Uh, you know, I didn't quite understand because you got a, a plethora of folks, including cold acid on the stream with you who had no problems with their Internet. So, uh, you know, I guess maybe it was just more limited to this area. Maybe it's just the. Uh, oh, yeah. Anybody on the East Coast that was on with you? Or was this all West Coast and Canadian? And, um, uh, well, we had, uh, what do we have? We had uh, Sir Seat Sitter. He's in Tennessee. Well, we he's had, in Nashville. He's right outside of Nashville. Yeah. So what the hell? Carblanes as well. We had we had Carblanes. We had Cold Acid. Those were our, our Canadian contingent. We had Booberry, who I believe is from the destroyed state of Minnesota. Um, we had Abel Kirby from, actually, I have no idea where he is. Pennsylvania. He likes it that way. East Coast somewhere. Yeah. So it's so. weird. So you had, yeah, we, Chicago was down, but a lot of other places around were not. And I mean, Sir Seat Center is in Tennessee. So if the explosion in Nashville killed our internet connection in Chicago, explain to me how Sir Seat Center got online. Maybe we should be looking closer at that guy. Yeah. I suspect terrorism. But this, I mean, seemingly now, of course, the story's already out there. This is a lone wolf with no record, you know, that he wasn't known to local law enforcement. And, uh, 
this really has a lot of the uh, Las Vegas shooting feel to it that we're never going to get any answers to this. This is just going to be boom, it's done. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be in the news for a short cycle, but I don't think we're getting any answers. If he was the guy, if he would have left a manifesto, we would have probably heard about it. And it doesn't seem like we have, you know, anything that points to that. But I guess we'll see. I, I'm guessing it's going to be one of these weird things that's just going to be like, well, don't know. Crazy guy with an RV. Yeah, they're going to just cover it all up like they did with the Vegas shooting. Yeah, you notice that just kind of disappeared. That was such big news. And then it just disappeared off the radar and nobody's asking any more questions, you know, including all of well, these it, Saudi connections. Well, from no, what, I, yeah, from what I heard, it yeah. was uh, it was a hit on MBS gone wrong. Could be. I, yeah. Well, you know, the only thing that I heard and admittedly, the only media I have encounter is is a mainstream. Uh, the only thing I heard was that some guy had guns. And this is what happens when you let anybody have guns. And that's why we should ban all guns. And then the story was done because the narrative had been delivered and it was swept under the rug and nothing else was important. Well, and he had way too many guns than would actually be needed to do what he was doing. It really did fill that narrative of this was a gun by gone bad or something really strange going on. Uh, But speaking of guns, this is Monday. It's a Monday show. I'm sorry. I should have told everybody already. Seven killed, 27 shot on Christmas weekend here in Chicago. That is. 753 people so far killed in 2020. That's up 244 people from 2019. So take that. Yeah, but that sounds a little low for for your average Chicago weekend. I guess the numbers are just down because everybody is celebrating. Well, yeah, Christmas. I mean, really, in Chicago, the summers are worse than the winters because even the people that shoot each other, they don't want to go out when it's cold. Right. It's like it's uh, it's way easier. Well. To, to shoot people uh, when it's warm here it is uh it's 34 fahrenheit uh which is i guess plus one c for for those of us who are using the wrong Close system enough. yeah the right system um, the wrong system it's it's wet it's cloudy it's cold it's dark uh it's perfect podcasting weather well that's good it you sounds like worry. it sounds like regular washington weather yeah it's always perfect podcasting weather no gunshots going on outside or what uh, I, I'm choosing to believe that they're all fireworks. <laughs> sure. Yeah. People just celebrating the end. Of yes, I don't know what they're celebrating, but there's a lot of celebrating to be done. There is. There's a lot of celebrating. It's been a strange year and this is the last grumpy old Benz for 2020. So, I mean, this is a, a nice way to kind of recap the insanity that has been COVID that has been just governmental controls that has been how tech is changing around how everybody is staying at home. And, you know, it was interesting because my first thought on Christmas when the thing went out, I'm like, you know what? Everybody's trying to zoom grandma. (laughs) It just was too much for Comcast and it blew up. But um, I mean, there's so many theories you can go with. And that really it was a weird day because we very, very rarely have a Comcast outage. I mean, it's been years since we've had an extended one and doing, having it go down on Christmas day. It's like, usually I think when Comcast goes down, there's an employee, they're doing work and somebody screws something up and you know, nobody's working Christmas day. So it was, it was weird. I I know a lot of my, uh, my wife's coworkers were working Christmas day. She just happened to get lucky and ill. Well, <laughs> They they always uh, you know they start with the people who are normally scheduled for a Friday and she usually has Fridays off and then uh, 
they always put out a, an announcement it's like anybody else who wants to get some free hours will you know we'll let you trade with people who want christmas off and uh she she had requests and she didn't yes yeah you're right progo who's in the troll room as we do this show live brendan kidwell of smallcomputer.us fame probably way more people watching uh disney plus and uh netflix and stuff on christmas yeah i understand that's more bandwidth going on because right, what needs- about the people who i mean honestly which would you rather see in 4k the the new disney whatever or grandma well i mean probably anything but disney but i i, I will say and, and i, I, I did, don't know i i wouldn't want to see someone's grandma in 4k wow that's rude cold acid everybody wants to send hate mail they can go to rareencounter.net yeah and you're just that. not seeing the right grandmas yeah like i can point you that's to some tr- that's some true of the, yeah but the, the, I'll I'll give you a link to a, a particular porn. I, site. I don't I don't need your porn sites. <laughs> the Disney Mandalorian WomenParty.org. the most pirated show of 2020. I don't think that's any surprise. I downloaded. It. I haven't watched any of it because I'm just kind of against the whole uh, the whole Disney thing, mainly because they suck. They suck <laughs> I'm against the whole Disney thing. I downloaded it anyway because yeah. I'm a compulsive uh, pirate. But yes, and people like our buddy Jay Finley, they just keep sending me terabyte, you know, hard drives. So I just keep filling them up. That's what we do. And uh, so, yeah, I, I did download because, you know, I this is what happened when the Internet went down for four hours while you guys were having fun on the stream. It's like, well, I was kind of playing around, checking out my new green screen, which works really well. So that's cool. But otherwise, I was watching old episodes of the Drew Carey show. Why? Because I had them on my NAS. I had no (laughs) idea you had it so bad. I know. But I've got them on my NAS. That's not a bad show. No, it was actually was a decent show. Except for the part where it has Drew Carey on it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's got Kristen Miller, too. It's his best stuff. Well. Fortunately, it all ended. It all ended well. Uh, the the thing that made your internet finally come back up was that we all finished up our meetup and got off the stream. And ten minutes later, you logged back in. I did notice that. I did notice how that was. And uh, Harry Hamster says I'm hypercritical. See, he's been in a bad mood lately. Somebody pet Harry Hamster. Give him a candy bar. He'll feel better. But with the Disney no, thing, can't give him a candy bar, just a hand, a handful of sunflower seeds. That should do it. That's healthier. You're probably right. Yeah. Don't want to don't want to get them hopped up on sugar. But with the Disney, my nephew is supposed to be getting married. He's pushing the date back because it was supposed to be in April. And we all know that this covid thing is still going to be causing some issues, especially for older people now. But he was born on the birthday of Mickey Mouse, as was my mom. And it turns out his fiance was born on the same day as Walt Disney. So there's like a Disney magic thing going. And Disney was selling this little Funko Pop for 40 bucks that had the, you know, Cinderella's castle and it had a little Walt Disney holding a Mickey Mouse. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I'd like to get that for him. And you go to the Disney site and it's like pre order and you click pre order and it gets into your bag. And I'm like, well, I could let me add a couple of t shirts so I can get the free shipping. And you try to check out and it's like, no, they're sold out of the of the Funko thing and you can't buy if it's on. So I like email them and they're like, well, it's sold out. And I'm like, but it's still staying on your website pre order and it's still allowing people to pre order them. And they're like, but it's sold out. And I'm like, yes, but your website is still allowing you to put it in the cart. It still says pre order. It doesn't say sold out. Needless to say, like six emails back and forth with Disney, they're insanely stupid 
because they can't fix their website, nor do they understand the problem when you have a product that says you can buy it, but you can't. So, I mean, Disney hatred, it's real. I mean, that's that's. I have, they're too I have no, busy imagineering to know anything about e-commerce. They're not imagining anything. Disney has not had a new IP in decades. Uh, um, I I have no I have no real comment on your Disney story, but I did want to put to derail the topic with with a brief aside. Um, I apparently live about four miles away from Funko's corporate headquarters. And I'd never heard of them until you started talking about getting these stupid little things. <laughs> they're, they're little. Uh, Could you uh, please bomb them, <laughs> uh, Sir Bemrose? Because I hate those ugly things of theirs. And they're way I, too expensive. They're way too expensive for for their quality and size and appearance. Yeah, I did Bucko always Pops, wonder. That's a better name for them. I I did always wonder what the hell that they like. There it was. This big ass creepy misshapen head that stares over one of the downtown intersections here. And I always wondered what the fuck that was, but I just thought it was like some local bar with a, a sense of humor and no sense of art. And then I realized that no, it's actually Funko's main corporate store there. Anyway. It's the soulless black eyes that, uh, that really gets you with those things. Kind of like, yeah, that too. That's fucking creepy. <laughs> it is. There was. There was a guy that was making custom ones for these television series, Chuck, which I really enjoyed. Zachary Levi and uh, Ivan Strahovski and uh, and Adam Baldwin. Great show. And the guy was doing custom ones and he was putting color in the eyes with like, you know, making him look like more like real eyes. And it's like, that is so much better. I, I will never understand why they went with the creepy, soulless, blank black eyes as one of the things that are like their well, their main i know. have a reason why okay. you know their first attempt because was they're mostly eyes. sold to creepy soulless uh, bug men <laughs> wow so if you like funko just reach out to cold acid at rareencounter.net and uh and then let them know why you like funko see i, th- I think that the the dead creepy eyes might have been their second attempt their first one was googly eyes you don't like those when you like move the thing and the eyes like bounce up and down like I, I just I I've, I've known people like that where you know you shake them and their eyes go different directions and it <laughs> how many people do you meet that you shake everyone that I encounter on the street these days you're like are not you least real? because sir, yeah not sir least Memrose, because he just all, picks them up shakes them make sure that their eyes aren't jiggling yeah. around anymore. Well, at this point, you got to treat everybody you meet like a bobblehead because they have no personality because you can't see their face. Yeah, that's true. Everything should come with masks on now because masks are going to yeah. save everybody. I've got I, I have a couple mask stories, like one from uh, Florida counties where they they check, you know, uh, every they, they took all of the Florida counties and all of the data from the whole year. And uh, the counties that had mask mandates had an average of 23 cases per 100,000 people per day, uh, where all the counties that have no mask mandate had 22 cases per 100,000 per day. So you mean so not had, statistically significant wearing no, they masks? They actually had fewer. Well, yeah, they but had that's fewer the, in the places that had no mandates. I understand, but that's probably within a margin of error. And at the um, very least, it's showing okay. there's no well, How about this one for, for margin of error? They did yeah. the same study, but with states. States that had mandates had, on average, 10 more cases per 100,000 per day 
than states with no mandates. It's still a very low percentage, but it, it, one thing it does show is that the masks don't work. There's no yeah. question about it. So um, I, I, I'm not usually a religious person, but uh, a, a group of pastors in Iowa gave me a hell yeah moment. Um, they they got together and uh, created a, a set of demands for Iowa's governor, Kimberly Reynolds, to retract the mask mandate because it, quote, demands that Iowans cover the image of God. And and I hadn't heard this argument, but it's actually um, from a psychological perspective, it's absolutely true that that covering everyone's face everywhere leaves everybody feeling uh, psychologically isolated and and unable to connect with fellow human beings, which is absolutely destructive to the fabric of a society. But um, they say that the the mask mandate is unconstitutional and oppressive. And um, I'm going to read you some of this. Whereas God is the sole creator of earth and man being made directly in his image is the apex of his creation. And whereas God is the ultimate and highest authority and his laws are the highest laws, whereas masks cover the image of God by obscuring personal identity and violate the holy law of God by restraining the healthy in place of the symptomatic sick. And whereas the constitution of the state of Iowa and the constitution of the United States recognize the right of the people to assemble peaceably with no abridgment. And whereas the governor has no constitutional authority to decree law to the rightful citizens of Iowa, and whereas clergy is commissioned to preach the whole counsel of God's word and to be a conscience to a wicked world that is often ruled by tyrants, uh, we demand that the governor, governor retract her mandates, that the legislature convene to end the mandates, and we resolve to defy the mandates and direct all churchgoers to ignore mask mandates by teaching them that rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. These people are going to a higher authority than their tyrant governor. I love it. Yeah, and absolutely right. Because the reality is masks don't work when it comes to a virus. Now, if you're sick and people are coming around you, well, maybe you should wear a mask for a while if you know, you know, you've got anything whether it's the flu if, or yeah, COVID. if you're sick then don't be around people that's the most right. obvious solution but if you have also to, the one that we've used every flu season forever yeah it works it's the uh you know that is the way that viruses spread through the air and let's remember we go back to the beginning of this and they were denying that it was aerosolized and it seems like either everybody is completely incompetent or they were spreading the misinformation intentionally and then going after anybody that dared to speak scientific realities as people that were spreading misinformation. So it's a really it's a double uh, it's a double whammy here because they're silencing the people telling the truth while they're lying to you. It's like, oh, what? Nothing can go wrong here at all. I mean, this is perfect for 2020 being the new Orwell 1984, because that's what you got. We're shutting people up who dare to speak the truth and we are amplifying the lies as long as they're by the people we like, they're the narrative we like and, and people are buying it. And it's, it's a scary thing because the, we know the virus is real and there's some people who are going to deny that even, which is it's like, okay, uh, that's fine. I mean, that's you're right to be dumb because we know it exists, but the reality is what they're telling you how it's spreading, what you need to do, not the case at all. And I mean, we went from what, 15 days to flatten the curve. How many days are we in on this now? Like eight, nine uh, months, uh, 10 months. We're pretty close to 300 by this point, I think. Yeah. 
I think the curves have all been flattened and I just love going back to every graph. Well, they just, they no, it's, it's, they keep every time they flatten one, they hop to another curve because at first it was deaths, then it was hospitalizations. Now uh, they're, they're still writing the case curve because that one, you know, they, our, our governments are, are severely corrupt, but they haven't quite got to the point where they're going to tune up and down how many people they murder. So the death curve is a little tough to control, but the case curve You've got the your COVID cycles number that you can just tune up and down for whatever purpose you need. Right. And nobody ever explained what happens if you're somebody that is, I mean, like Joe Rogan that was getting tested daily. Well, how, how do those tests come in? I mean, is that is it a positive? Is it a negative? Is Do you know it's just one person? Is there anything built into the system? It's like, no, no. So if, if somebody hey, gets hey. tested five days in a row and they're positive, all five, that's probably counting as five individual positives. Well, I'm, I'm sure it is, but it, here's the scary thing about this uh, is those antibodies, the, whatever it is that the test is detecting, uh, I, even if you assume the test is accurate, which is, is a pretty big jump because it's not really a test. Um, those antibodies stay in your system more than 24 hours. So if you ever do get a positive, you're guaranteed to continue to be getting positives for the next 15 days. I mean, how beneficial is it to test every day? Not at all, but hey, testing, testing, testing. I I mean, I mean, if there was an actual test that could determine whether you were infectious, I'd actually be all for it. But the PCR test, of course, doesn't tell whether you're infectious. It tells whether or not you have fragments of coronavirus antibodies in your system, which you can get by having had the virus anytime in the last three months, you can get those antibodies from the vaccine. You can get those antibodies from contaminated equipment because when you're administering this many tests, of course that somebody's going to screw up. They're humans. Um, you can, I mean, false positives are a thing, but even if yeah, the, the most damning part about it is if you had the virus, you're not going to be infectious anymore. But of course, it's going to keep finding these antibodies. Yeah. Well, now, what what about the Great Reset? Is that not going to save us? And and on another totally separate note, <laughs> what no. uh, what the hell is going on with Bitcoin? Oh my God! What the hell? Over twenty six thousand. I mean, I know it's been dipping up and down. It was up to like twenty eight or something. What is the uh, what's the deal with Bitcoin? I mean, I followed it enough to just be completely and utterly confused. I mean, we talked about how it all works. As a store of value, I just don't understand why this is skyrocketing the way it is right now. I just don't get it. Does anybody have any reason why this shouldn't just go back to zero tomorrow? Because it's uh, because it's speculators for digital fiat. So they think I this did- is going to be your regacy. But I mean, I guess maybe because of the fact that it's completely trackable, the governments would uh, would jump on something like that. But as uh, as McAfee, John McAfee said, uh, you know, they're, they're, once the crypto is broken on uh, Bitcoin, it's worthless and it's going to happen at some point. I, I'm, I'm the only explanation I have comes from Reverend Manning. You got to have a Bitcoin. All hell is going to break loose. <laughs> you're, and you're going to have a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I, I just don't understand it. And we should probably I mean, if there's anybody out there that is really a. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency expert as far as, you know, you've got money in this, you're making money, you've been doing this for 
years and you really want to come on and let me know how stupid I am about this. Cause I, I admit, I, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around the reality that this is something that is, uh, you know, it doesn't actually exist and it's only worth what people will pay, even though it's, it's vaporware, you know, Oh yeah, this is just, I don't get it. So somebody can explain it to me. Somebody can get me on board the Bitcoin train. I mean, I get why something of this ilk could be the next big currency, but I also will go back to uh, John McAfee. I mean, even though he's sitting in jail somewhere in Spain, I mean, I think he was right that the thing that's eventually going to win out is something that is a privacy coin, something like Monero, something that you can't see every transaction that everybody's made. But we know then on the other side of that, the governments don't want that. They want to be able to track everything. So it's going to be an interesting fight. And and I I think McAfee nailed the most important characteristic of cash. A lot of people think that, okay, well, the reason I would use cash is because uh, maybe because there's no middleman, which uh, Bitcoin certainly has. But the absolute most valuable thing about cash is that they are uh, not trackable is one. Um, But actually, I'm sorry. I misspoke. That is that is the second most important thing about cash is that you can't be tracked with everything that you do. A lot of people are generally okay with tracking. A lot of people still buy in to the if I haven't done anything wrong fallacy and think, okay, well, I don't care if people track everything that I do. Uh, The most important thing about cash and and it's not clear whether or not crypto has this this vulnerability or not, but. Cash, unlike every other form of electronic payment, every form of credit card, every form of banking, cash cannot be turned off. And if if you say everybody who takes MasterCard online is learning this the hard way these days, if you say the wrong thing, if you annoy the wrong SDW, if you do something, if if you get into a business that some uh, Puritan uh, morality, Karen decides is wrong and, and you can't have, then all they need to do is flip a switch and suddenly you cannot participate in the economy. And cash is one of the last things that we have that gets around the fact that your money cannot be turned off by somebody in authority flipping a switch somewhere. Right. And does Bitcoin have that property? No. And if you have cash or if you have gold, well, you have that in your home. You can protect it. You can physically protect it. If you have digital assets, like you said, somebody can flip a switch somewhere else and be like, nope, your money gone, motherfucker. Don't worry about it. Well, so so long as the encryption hasn't been broken, you can have like paper wallets or an offline digital wallet and they can't do anything about the value there. But the problem, the problem is, if they know if they know your coins are yours, then they can just say, "Yeah, we're just not going to process any transaction use that uses these coins, right?" Because that's well, that's and, and how that's how it more or less works. And it's been do- it's been done before when uh, when there was that uh, big break in on uh, one of the former exchanges out there. Uh, like the uh, the coins that were stolen were pretty much blacklisted so that the uh, so that the thieves couldn't use them at all. Right. Which makes the Bitcoin very much useless from a privacy yeah. or security. That, that's security. really fucking scary. 
Uh-huh. And my my understanding was that in order for somebody to make an authoritarian move like that, because uh, to to my understanding, you know, the the biggest failure that that people were talking about early on in Bitcoin, the biggest failure mode was that any one organization would gain control of fifty one percent of the mining resources, and the result was that they could write anything that they wanted into the blockchain, and that would be bad. Now. To my understanding, that I believe that it actually happen. happened too. Yeah, not oh, to Bitcoin, it? but it happened to one of the cryptos. Yeah, no, uh, I, I believe but, it has happened to Bitcoin through one of the mining companies that was set up in China. They actually I, were I, able I, to control fifty-one percent of the uh, of the hashing power for a short period of time. Well, and it seems to go up based upon how much is being traded, and the people that have vast amounts of the Bitcoin who got it at you know next to nothing by comparison of what the value has gone up to can just be running fake transactions all day long to drive the price up. And that is also a problem, but people keep buying it. We saw this the last time and it really, it broke my heart when people were like, Hey, I'm, I'm putting a new mortgage out of my house. I'm taking all my cash out. I'm putting it into Bitcoin. And then it went from like what? 18,000 down to about uh, 3000 overnight. So much for that store of value. Uh, it, it's still storing value. It's just not storing as much. It's, yeah, it's storing a little it, bit it's less. Like, okay, it's I've like been what happens if you're in the troll room. Well, how does that feel to you, cold ass? It's always good to be fact check uh, if they're right. Speak I mean, are you going to argue the fact checking, or are you admitting that you were indeed wrong? No, Har- Harv Hat's probably correct. I'm probably thinking of one of the forks of Bitcoin, not the not the prime main Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin's too big for that to have happened, I believe. But yeah, there's some of these uh, smaller, you know, like you said, forks of them have uh, have gotten to be quite big. And uh, yeah, Bitcoin cash well, of course, is pretty big. The the other danger that that doesn't require anyone to have fifty one percent of the mining ability or resources, uh, but the other danger is that uh, it is Bitcoin is susceptible. To a consensus attack, and by that I mean uh, the the cultural attacks that we have been suffering for a decade now, where enough people get together and have the same kind of groupthink, like enough people get together and say we we don't like this this pot shops uh, services, and therefore we're going to blacklist all of their coins. This is still an authority authority attack that that can cause that kind of problem if if enough people get together and say oh yeah or or you know a government agency uh threatens enough people i'm I'm not exactly sure the mechanics but i do know that the entire bitcoin chain has been dragged off in different directions sometimes they fork the chain and discard the old fork that they didn't like uh sometimes but whatever the case is it it is vulnerable to a consensus attack where uh, enough people quote unquote running Bitcoin can get together and still screw you out of your money. Right. And, and right now with what where Bitcoin is, the CSB donation of point zero zero three three now up to eighty nine dollars. So when he gave us that donation a few weeks ago, it was at seventy two. Now that's eighty nine. It just keeps going up. Yeah. Uh, you, you mean you mean the the one that you decided to give me half of a small amount and then keep it all for yourself? I get that. Right. I, I 
cut it at the price that actually I haven't done that one. So uh, so we can cut you in on the sweet, sweet fullness. Now, of course, well, make sure you cut it before it crashes. Right. See, that's the that is the yeah. trick with any of this stuff. Right. It's like I'm riding it to the top. And then you're like, oh, the, the bottom dropped out. Oh, huh. Now, what? No, I'm 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 just I, I, at this point, I I have. I personally lost my faith in the majority anymore, especially if you believe what all the mainstream says that the majority of people voted for Biden, which I I honestly don't think is true, but, but there are enough people out there now and they seem to have our culture by the balls that if you piss off the wrong wokest organization, then they can go all uh, code of conduct on the, you know, a steering committee somewhere. And if, if the steering committee has the ability to nullify all of your coins just by getting together and going, well, we all agree that this person is a deplorable, then your coin still has a fatal flaw. I, yes. you're, you're never going to replace cash in any way unless the money is truly anonymous and can't be shut off. That would agree. And there are, there are coins like that. Monero, I think, is the closest to it right now. But there's new coins coming out all the time. And I'm really kind of surprised that, you know, the United States, somebody, one of these larger countries, the EU hasn't come out with their own crypto. And then because then what they'll do is they'll outlaw, you know, if the United States comes out with, you know, here's our USA coin, then it'll be, well, making any Bitcoin transactions in the United States is now a federal crime. And, uh. It's it's going to get interesting. It is because oh, uh, you you know well, they're they're we'll planning on that. Yes, we're we'll go. We're going to all sleep on cold acid's couch and put all our money in BTC. Oh, up here Sorry. there was talk about uh, there was talk about creating a uh, a federal a federal digital currency as well. Uh, I remember from a year or two ago, Trudeau coin, and I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if. Uh, if like if a Canuck coin comes out of <laughs> Ottawa, they will say you can't use BTC anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and will you? It depends what the penalties I mean, are. As, is it? Uh, I mean, as, as a culture, as a culture, are you sufficiently whipped that you guys listen to your government when it says to do things? Most of us up here, me, I will I will pay lip service and then go do whatever the fuck I want anyways. Good man. Yeah, it all depends what the what the penalties are for breaking said law. And if they can, you know, like any of the Rico statutes in the United States, if they could then take all of your wealth, if they catch you with having any of the crypto, it'll get, it'll get very interesting. No question about it, but uh, you know, Hey, I have that, a Twitter story. You have a Twitter story. I have a Twitter story, man. We haven't, Actually, even, we haven't even you, had a you, VPN story yet today. Yeah. You, uh, I, I'm sorry to hear that. Actually, I'm not at all. <laughs> Can we? Oh God! What was it? Somebody said on Noah did a social. They said, uh, "You guys really need to talk about VPNs on one of these episodes." It's like, wait, you're missing out. Well, no, we had the other guy that I had to block. Now, see, the, you critiqued me the last time that I engaged the guy. <laughs> Every time he said a meme, uh, sending back, you know, something like "fuck you." Now, you said that was the wrong way to go. This time. When the guy was just stupid, I just immediately blocked. Was that a better and, and way? You were so close, but you still went out there and got all publicly triggered talking about having blocked the dude. But it was you, fun. You almost disengaged with the troll and then you went and 
and made a public fool out of yourself. Anyway. But you know what? We're It's progress. We're working on it. It's good. See, but you um, have to let people know that you blocked. So that way, if there are other replies, then that's why you're not replying to said troll. I just like the, you know, when somebody comes I, I, in, because we had blocked has that effect. We had that's our, what blocking does. Our buddy truck driver started it all because he just asked, hey, what VPN service do you recommend? You know, what, whatever. And I'm like, well, NordVPN for the price is pretty good. It's for what most people need it for. NordVPN will do the job in this asshat. I mean, there's something about the instance in the Federation of the free speech extremist, which usually means total fucktard. And this is no difference in this case because the guy came back like, well, you know, NordVPN, uh, they were hacked and they've been proven that they're, they're keeping logs. <laughs> You, you did get triggered on that one too. And I'm like, well, no, I'm like, we've covered this. I mean, it's like when people, it's just, this is the same thing. Like when people are covering the stuff about the masks and saying, well, the masks work. And if you wear them, you'll be safe. It's like, no, it's been disproven so many times. And I'm like, well, no, that's not true. I'm like, they had one server in a third party location that was misconfigured. That is true. I'm like, but they're not sharing logs. I mean, they were even, uh, they did a audit, a third party audit. And I'm like, why don't you just back up your point then? And he's like, you first. And that's where it's like, fuck you. I'm done. Block. You know, these are the kind of trolls when it's like, well, can you back up your point? And they're like, you first. It's like, yeah, moron. That's that's how you can tell. Click the button. So, something I learned a long yeah. time ago. You, you're never going to. You're, you, it, it doesn't pay. There is no upside to engaging with arrogant trolls online. Just I, the entertainment I, value. Yeah, but if, regular, if somebody, regular trolls are fun to engage with, but yeah, the arrogant ones and the and the ones who who turn around like being told to back up their shit instead when they're coming out with some bullshit, like yeah, they're just not worth the time. Yeah. I love engaging with most of the trolls on the Fediverse. Yes, yes. But, you, you wanna, uh, yeah, I mean, there are you, a few people on some of the services that you just better off just completely ignoring. And and that, by the way, is a trick. If you ever get into a, a, a flame war with Sir Bemrose, is you want me to disengage in a big hurry, then uh, all you have to do is be arrogant about your ignorance and <laughs> act act like a total smug prick and be wrong at the same time. And I'm I'm done. But the thing is, uh, I'm I'm not going to go all Darren O'Neill and give you the satisfaction of seeing a public blow up. I'm just going to stop replying. That's not really a public blow up, just saying blocked, because the reality was I posted that he was blocked after he was blocked. So he never saw that. Yeah, but the rest of us had to put up with it. Right. Because the guy, you knew the guy was going to keep replying and replying and replying because that's what trolls do. Luckily, I don't have to see that now. But but you're, I mean, it was just my way of bowing out of the thread. It's it's great for you if if you want to use technological means, but the. The one thing that it takes for some reason, most people on the Internet don't seem to have figured this one out, or at least the ones who keep talking. And that is that the kryptonite for a troll, when somebody is trying to engage you in an Internet argument, the absolute most horrible thing that you can do to that person that's way worse than flaming them. It's even worse than swatting them. It is to not respond. and then they might even go on for a couple more replies taunting or something trying to get you to come back into the top but if somebody is going out for the purpose of trolling then the worst thing you can possibly do to them is nothing you just okay 
you know what? I, I've never even blocked anyone on you know, Twitter. Well, no, because I'm not on Twitter, but I've never blocked anyone on No Agenda Social. Blocking is is still it's it's too aggressive. It it gives somebody the satisfaction of knowing that they piss you off. Um, if if I have to use a button on there, I like the mute button because it has the same effect from where I'm standing, where I don't have to listen to your idiocy anymore. But I don't have to tell you that I'm not listening to your idiocy. It that that just gives you satisfaction. And I may have fallen off mid rant there. <laughs> no, I was just following your advice. What you when you when you encounter a troll, you just stop interacting and you let him go. And, and cold <laughs> acid did too. That was the beauty of this. Cold acid is just like nope, not saying a damn thing either. <laughs> Thank you, Cole. And it works. Yes. I'm feeling a little derailed right now. He's like, wait, is the whole podcast over? Where do they go? I don't know. Our work here is done. Honestly, I thought maybe that you got, you both got up to go pee. It could be. Yeah. I'm waiting for the UPS truck to, uh, to be at the door. I got a, uh, got a wine fridge coming, although they should just leave it at the door. You know how it is. So yeah, I You'd be I, lucky I, if it, they bring it up onto the front porch. <laughs> is, that, is that what they do in Canada? They just kind of like roll it off the truck somewhere near your driveway. I don't know. That's what I'd expect if I was getting something that big. Yeah, I'll, that's essentially what the uh, that's essentially what the Costco people did when my uh, Central Vac came in. Nice. So you got now you don't even have to have like a regular vacuum. This is like built into the house now. Is that what you got? No, I, I haven't hooked it up yet, so I'm still having a vacuum by hand. Oh, that sounds very 2020. I mean, you got to get into the future, yeah. my friend. You got to get into the yeah, future. Well, first, I need to rearrange my garage so I can actually get to where the uh, tube for the central vac comes into there. See, that's he's got a house that already has tubes in the wall to do vacuuming. That's uh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's progress. I, I, I've I've seen. Uh, you know what? The first time I ever saw that was about 1983, <laughs> and I, you know, the, okay. Here's the problem with that: is that if you have a, a a little kid who is really obnoxious and likes to annoy people, then that little kid is going to walk around the house and lift the little vacuum flap on every one of them as often as possible, and maybe even put a pencil in there <laughs> to turn it on and leave it on. A couple marbles. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 not. No, well, you, can't I I, you can't really do that. You need to actually hold a penny to the contacts is what I found when I was a little kid. Oh, see, the this one, uh, apparently it, there were there were these little panels, the shape of a light switch, but it had a, a tab that you flipped upward. And if the thing was open, it had vacuum suction on there. So e each and every panel had to seal correctly because the pump would turn on if it detected that the. Uh, air pressure went up. Oh, that's which fancy. Meant that air was going in. Yeah, and so yeah, that's totally fancy. So Ours in this is particular a, house, when I was a kid, didn't have that. In this particular house, there was no electronics in the in the individual places. There were just pipes, and if you opened the pipe, it just automatically started sucking. And uh, you, okay, I I I mean, I've been in a lot of places where that's true, but I'm I'm talking about vacuum cleaners here. But it's a beautiful thing. That's the technology. <laughs> And uh, and Fletcher's really surprised you don't have a bunch of Roombas going around your house, uh, cold acid. You could program mom, those. My mom was very, very proud on Christmas when she said, uh, oh, yeah, we got a Roomba for Christmas. I'm like, oh, you like well, a dance party um, in in the spirit of of the season and everybody being happy with each other. I'm not going to give you the lecture on what exactly that thing is going to try to do to your privacy, but <laughs> I'm glad you're happy with it. Mom, is there a microphone on it? Is there a camera on it? Is, 
you know, it's going to take your floor plan and send it back to the mothership. All sorts of fun stuff. My biggest problem is I've got too many stairs in the place. A Roomba is fine if you've got like an apartment or you've got like a uh, you've got like a ranch style or bungalow, right? Where everything's on the same floor. You get stairs involved and that three hundred dollar vacuum that rolls around on its own becomes uh, becomes a paperweight fairly quickly when it accidentally commit suicide falling down the stairs <laughs> Roombas don't fly up the stairs you, yet. you just need you need a Roomba per floor and you need to uh make you, you know you need to put up like some kind of fencing like a for a child or something where it knows that uh, it, i don't know i i don't know i, wouldn't I don't want to deal with that house. shit unless i have children well then you would have them <laughs> vacuuming so it would have been win-win yeah, it's, that's that's yeah. What, yeah people people who have children don't need Roombas <laughs> truer words or you need more Roombas and uh and stain resistant carpeting oh yeah yeah that true uh that is true as well uh you said you had a twitter story though and then i want to ask you know some more questions about this whole solar winds thing and how there's no connection at all to any of the election stuff well i realized my twitter story is actually kind of boring oh okay well that- um it, it has to do with uh, two accounts at POTUS and at White House. Have you heard this one? Well, yes, because they're owned Uh-oh. by the White House. And Twitter was actually considering the minute Trump leaves office, dumping all of the followers, which Biden's people are like, hey, fuck you. No, that's well, millions of they, people. They they have an account uh, at Transition 46 that that the Biden team controls. And uh, it it looks like what Twitter is planning on doing in the back end is is they're going to decommission at White House, which is the the one the Trump team controls, and then they're going to rename Transition Forty Six to White House. And what the you know an, another way of looking at the same operation, which again on the back end doesn't mean as much, but a way of looking at that operation is also oh well we're transferring control of the account right and depending on which way you look at it uh the very important question is uh does do you think that everybody who follows at white house when trump is in control of it would follow at white house if biden were in control of it probably not and and i'm thinking no No, and and they're different accounts it it might look like it might look like transferring accounts but uh but the account name is not the actual key which decides which account it is. There's actual ID number for each account. So and, really, and, this is just like two different accounts getting renamed. And, and that's exactly what it looks like to a dude named Ben. But to somebody who might be, say, uh, an SJW on the Biden team, somebody whose name might be Cameron. Oh, French, you mean idiots. <laughs> I, I might have said that. Um, it, it looks like. What we're do, what we're, it looks like what Twitter is doing is forcing everybody to unfollow and refollow this account, which is, is terrible because the account has, uh, I, I had written this number down millions. Um, yeah, millions of people. Um, and now the thing that they're citing, which is a little bit weird and might be Twitter may have, have done a, a credential change, um, on in the last one, but four years ago, at the urging of the Obama administration, they said, well, uh, go ahead and just give the account to the new people. The account um, when Obama had it had about 10 million followers. And when Trump took it over, 
um, he got all the followers with it. So the at White House account continued to have the same all the same people so they didn't have to refollow. And that's what the what Cameron French on the Biden team is citing is saying, well, uh, you know, you did this for Trump. The, the difference is that there's almost I want to say something like 60 million people now following that account. Lots. Um, and there's no way that every one of them wants to follow Biden. There's no way that the whole thing is actually real people. Well, there, but but they do correspond quite well to Biden voters. The at White House account currently has 26 million followers. OK, well, I wanted to say 60 million, but clearly I wasn't it wasn't a good thing to say. Well, there's also the POTUS account, which has 33.2 million followers. Um, OK, so oh, that might have been, been added. just 10,000 or 100,000 short. Very huh? close to 33.3. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those I mean, are those, just the people who've already unfollowed. Probably. They, they unfollowed Trump for signing that abortion of a stimulus bill. Well, because, you know, that $600 is going to be just more than enough to keep everybody going. Um. Well, no. I mean, but, we have to send the, money for all to, oh, the, the, the stuff. Yeah, the that 200 million for gender programs in Pakistan. Though, uh-huh. that, that'll be that's totally black money. There's not actually money going for gender studies programs in Pakistan. That's CIA slush. Of course it is. And and it's 80% of the 900 billion that they just wasted of our money. And it, people it, are showing Trump hatred because he said, no, send more of this money to the American people. And no, I'm, the people I'm showing on Trump the hatred. left in the American populace that are like, ah, Trump's an asshole are so stupid that they don't, they don't get it. I'm showing Trump hatred because he signed that fucking thing. Yeah. I would rather have nothing then then have a bill which will at in the end cost us thirty two hundred dollars per person in higher taxes if they ever pay it back in order to give us six hundred dollars this is nothing more than than a transparent way to funnel money to you you know what like you said slush funds gotta build back better i'd rather not back better it's what the world's Keep in doing. Mind, that small case B looks like the number six. Six, six, six. Yeah. Build back better. Yeah. Six, six, six. Oh, geez. It is the global initiative that is sweeping the globe, which is why, I mean, again, this is why everything is so ripe for the conspiracy theorists when it comes down to the explosion in Nashville. And of course, the guy that uh, they believe, you know, was, did this, you know, suicide bomber. He fixed computers. So he was a dude named Ben. So let's just put that out there. Um, this whole solar winds things, which there's been since we've last been on the air, there have been updates to this about how there was even more malware than they knew about that was being passed through this system and how all of these government agencies were affected. But nobody, not even Trump, who everybody's like, these people are crazy, him and his lawyers. Nobody has made a statement that these hacks could have possibly been involved with election shenanigans, which is weird to me because this, if I was, whether I believed it or not, if I was on the Trump team trying to win the court of public opinion, I'd be like, Oh, you see this big hack. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why this went badly. Why everything we we can't trust this election. And uh, they're not using that, which is weird. So I don't know why. But uh, 
you know, I, that would be first thing I would be doing. Why wouldn't you use that? I, I just don't get it. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the some of the people on Trump's team are secret deep staters are trying to keep the swamp full. Well, and that, they're yeah. and they're working against him without him realizing it. Well, yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. And it worries me when people I mean, not that not that Geraldo Rivera has been long known as a serious, hard nosed journalist, but he's been around long enough that he should be able to see when something just doesn't smell right. The fact that even he's out there like, oh, you know, Trump's Nazi lost. It's like, you know, OK, one there there's two different situations going on here. One is. Is any of this going to be able to be proven? And then is any of this going to be able to be proven before Biden were to take office? And I don't believe that there is anywhere near enough time, especially now, but even from the beginning with the way the United States runs elections, there's really not enough time to expose these kind of shenanigans unless the people were really bad at what they did. And obviously, you know, who's covering up for who also makes up a, uh, you know, a big question of how quickly you can sort all of this stuff out. But the the question of if things look weird when somebody even like these, you know, journalists, again, in quotes like Geraldo Rivera can't even admit it's like, well, you know, it looks like Biden really won. But you know what? We really need to look into these questions that people have it's like now why wouldn't you want it now if you were somebody that you know say you're a kid in school and you got a perfect score on the acts or sats whatever it is and you knew you didn't cheat and somebody came and said hey little little cold acid he cheated you'd be like no i didn't do whatever you have to do investigate i'll give you whatever you want now the people that are like nope nope we can't even look at this no then that kind of says you cheated to me because even if you if you're on the winning side, I don't care what side you're on, but even if you're on the winning side, I think you would want to make sure that the election was done fairly. And I'm not seeing that from the left. And that is also not a good sign for where we're going as a country. That's because well, they you all believe win. that the the means ju- or the ends justify the means. Oh, yeah. We've heard that. So plenty of times. They're not they're not going to look into their own malfeasance yeah. if they get they, away they don't with care. it. They don't care about honest elections. What they care about is winning. And at this point, they managed to have enough people who are all on the orange man bad train to. Well, I mean, at this point, it looks like they won. Yeah. Perfect crime. Well, it is because there's nothing built into the system. There's no backseas. I mean, there's no Joe Biden is sworn in. And then, you know, two months later, it's like, oh, wait, now we have unequivocal proof that this happened and we'll pull them out. No, that's not the way the system works. Well, no, the, no, the they'd beauty have to of it impeach is them then. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure they will. <laughs> and <laughs> well, then they? you end up with Kamala Harris as president. Well, you impeach her at the same time, which is <laughs> impeach, impeach, impeach. And that's, that's the new if, thing. Well, no, it, no, actually you don't have to that way. You don't have to, because during the impeachment trial, Biden will go ahead and issue pardons for everyone who was involved in the fraud he'll pardon the the secretary of state of pennsylvania he'll pardon all of the governors he'll pardon the you know every single person who did this there there will be a long list of pardons the length of the cia lists and just like nixon again and then 
he can either resign or, you know, the most convenient politically would be that, you know, two days after he issues pardons for everybody in the Democrat Party for uh, blanket corruption, then he suffers a massive stroke or something that that may or may not have been caused by one of Hillary Clinton's poisons. And then uh, Kamala just takes over and we have a national period of mourning. And then the DNC is scot free and it doesn't matter what they did until the next election when the RNC comes out and is just as corrupt. And then it goes back and forth and we have, you know, impeachments every 12 years and or two years. And right. I was going to say 12 years. No. This is keep, keep in mind also that even if even if both Biden and Harris were uh, were impeached, you know who you know who takes over next? Nasty Nancy. You love Nancy. No, I hate her. <laughs> See, even people in okay. Canada hate yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Cold, no, I, I'm feeling like cold acid. You don't understand the yes and. <laughs> you, you, you will never <laughs> be able to go on. Who are these podcasts? Drunk bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you will never be on who are these podcasts with that attitude and yeah. that's that's why you will never be able to do an ad read about your manscaping tools so just let that sink well, in well, yeah, you can in fact no cold acid has his own podcast he can go do an ad read for manscaping in fact if you if you talk to them first you might even get paid for it but that's not required <laughs> i want to hear you go on i want to hear you you know this this wednesday go on on rare encounter and do an ad read for shaving your junk. Well, then you won't be able to run it on the stream, or is that your is that your plan? Well, you, we run Nick on the stream. I think that's his plan. Yeah, he's well. You can't. <laughs> no, if with- I if I'm gonna do ad if I'm gonna do ad reads, it's either gonna be somebody else's to cover it, or it's gonna be fake ads for shits and giggles. You mean like the Bemrose? Well, VPN. that's what I was suggesting. Yeah. You know, Nick does fake yeah, ads, like the, and, and like the Bemrose VPN or. Or products from the dark sewer scientists. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I heard that they shut the Bemrose VPN down. The CIA, FBI, Interpol. Well, no, it was the it was the bomb in Nashville that shut it down. Oh, yeah, the RV that was what shut it down. It was, in fact, Bemrose VPN was operating out of that RV. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> I do believe that. That was the headquarters and uh, international uh, mailing address. That's why that why it was always hard to get your mail to you because it was always moving around. Yes, by, by design. Yeah, that makes sense. But there so, was, so yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be an ad read. But you really should talk about shaving your junk on on Rare Encounter. I think that that would really improve the show. I can't believe Fletcher's never done that. Talked about shaving cold acid. Maybe he junk. doesn't. Maybe he doesn't uh, <laughs> shave his junk. I, yeah, I doubt cold acid would let him uh, to go that far. But I had uh, Carolyn Blaney, the other uh, host of the Hog Story Show, on the No Agenda Rock and Roll pre-show yesterday, and I called her out on just giving me a little chuckle because I sent a donation in for, you know, holiday season. So I sent in a donation to Fletcher and Carolyn for the hog story show, hogstory.net. And you know, Fletcher, he will read anything you send him. And the note that I sent started dear talentless hack and Carolyn. And she, she chuckled a little and then stifled it and stopped. And I'm like, I know you wanted to laugh, but you were just too Canadian polite. Because it was a joke at Fletcher's expense, and she admitted that. I'm yeah. like, See that that Carolyn? She is an excellent, high quality professional podcast host. She could easily replace a grumpy old Ben's host. We learned that on Christmas Day. Yes, I believe that is absolutely true. Just a question of which one. Yes, 
I mean, CSB is like, you should have female voice on every show. And I'm like, oh, so you want Bemrose replaced? He's like, what no. He, he said, you bring enough tech talk that he made some really nice. What's the nicest thing anybody ever said about you was something like Bemrose isn't ready for the trash heap yet or something like that. <laughs> and uh, my voice is. Plenty yeah, he female wants less of you, coast. Darren, on the pre-shows. Yes. Yeah. He wants what it sounded like. Yes. And less he, you more trance. He, he wants more trans and he, he does you know, Wait, he wants trans, tr- trans or he, trans. He wants more trans. Like, like peop- you, you want trans music or people who've changed their gender. He, he may want either. It's hard <laughs> to tell with cold acid. He's like, but you should have a female voice on the rock and roll. You know, if, if you did, if you did come out as trans, then we would have more female voices on the show. You, you wouldn't even have to change <laughs> your voice. You just identify as female. And suddenly we're a more diverse podcast. That's true. I get, I'm behind this idea. <laughs> you are behind. I'm sure you are. Uh, and then he did. He made a comment. And sometimes I, I know there's a language breakdown. And sometimes I play into the joke and sometimes I don't. But when he was saying that we, I should have more female voices on the rock and roll pre-show, he said, um, DC girl and Dame Jennifer could be used for this. And I'm like, I don't know if they want to be used <laughs> in any way, shape or form. Gold out of CSB. But uh, I'm sure. We'll get more people on the pre-show. It's just playing music, having fun. It's not normally about a lot of conversation. We just go get some tunes out, get people ready to rock. So the trolls can be in full trolling form by the time the actual no agenda show comes up. And uh, so my so that's the real that reason is- for playing Fletcher's requests. Exactly. It really is to rile us all up. It is. When Fletcher wants to hear Christina Aguilera, I will play it. Yeah, well, that 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 right there in a nutshell is why I never listen to this show before I connect for the start of Grumpy Old Ben's. I know. And I wanted to play. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth for you. And I know you haven't gotten them yet, but soon, maybe I I still have one of them. (laughs) Well, you'll get that second one in 2021. You'll get it. We we know you will. We know unless unless Jay fucking Inslee decides to lock us down again and and stop all economic activity. Well, that may you know he will. It's what well, the I mean, tyrants the, the, do. The case curve needs to be flattened. You, well, the cases are going down. That was the latest thing I read, which I'm like, how did that happen? I thought we were going into yeah, qu- quick crank up the PCR cycles again. Yeah, we're going full tilt boogie into, you know, Thanksgiving Day surge, you know, which then has to be followed by the Christmas surge, which has to be followed by everything. And but I mean, it's interesting to watch. I, I do think that. When all is said and done, we are going to have a decent amount of deaths above what we have been getting the last few years. I know a lot of people disagree with that, but that's where the data looks like. And uh, where are you getting your data? Because at at this point, it doesn't look like there have been any more deaths than 2019 or 2018 or from the CDC from their website. Oh, well, there's your problem. Which is the you know they're the ones that have I mean I don't know where else you'll get the data no, from. No, the, but, the uh, best news in years from the CDC website is that nobody has died from the flu, other than apparently fourteen misreported cases. So I've heard maybe, but it's still up. It looks like, but again, we will find this out at some point after twenty twenty is actually over. There was an interesting VPN well, we- story that was actually in the news. So I mean, I guess we are a tech show. Um, so, so we should mention that F, the FBI, this comes from a story on Torrent Freak, that the FBI and Europol's Europol shut down a bulletproof VPN service that helped criminals. And I'm like, well, isn't that what all VPN no, services? Obviously, it's not bulletproof. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Um, it says in a rather unprecedented enforcement action, the FBI and Europol have shut down a bulletproof, in quotes, VPN provider that helps cyber criminals to conceal their operations. The service didn't keep logs and routed traffic through a series of VPN connections. And uh, I'm like, isn't this what all VPNs really do? You know, I mean, I know some have to keep logs depending where they are based, which is why, you know, I like NordVPN. They're based out of Panama, who says, uh, no, we, we, we have no such laws. I'm going to take a potentially unpopular opinion here and uh, ask, uh, uh, how are the how is this or the people who are shut down? How how were they criminal? Uh, because if the only reason they're criminal is because the FBI said so, then um, I, I'm not sure I trust them anymore to decide what is and isn't criminal. They've got a little bit too long of a history. Of no, just- I I agree. And this Are is, we sure this VPN existed in the first place? I had never heard of it. It was uh, called Safe-Inet. Uh, it said the service went to great length to keep its customers hidden, which is what VPNs should be doing. The enforcement effort uh, dubbed Operation yeah, Nova pretty much is the point of a VPN. was coordinated by the German Rulington Police Headquarters with help from many international partners. According to Europol, Safe Inet was used by some of the biggest cyber criminals, including ransomware operations that held hundreds of companies hostage with help from the VPN service. They were able to avoid detection. But again, this is all VPNs. Um, it said the service was sold at a high price. So maybe that's why they got, uh, you know, why they got nabbed, much like that. Uh, remember the service that was offering cell phones to people? And then we're like, oh, no, better nuke those. We were, we were, uh, we were, we were screwed. Get, get rid of those, get rid of those devices, get rid of them quick. Uh, they were saying they were running this through up to five layers of anonymous VPN connections. And they were able to identify some 250 companies worldwide who were being spied on by criminals using this VPN. But again, I don't know, uh, what exactly criminals who spy on. I, are you sure it wasn't a government agency? It may have been checking for a friend. It may have been their servers and domains, of course, were seized, which is in uh, insorg.org, safe inet.com, and safe inet.net. And, uh, you know, it's a, the, according to the Department of Justice, the U.S. Department of Justice says, uh, that it was intentionally designed to support crime. Like, I don't know, is being designed to be as private so, as possible, really, to just support crime? I don't get I, it. I think what they're saying is that they Today, can't yes. tell the difference. They can't tell the difference between a VPN and a Pennsylvania election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're absolutely right about their, uh, you know, oh, they advertise in shady places. But I mean, this is the kind of stuff that moving forward, I think we're going to be seeing more and more of because this is where. As you talked about, social justice warrior, this woke society, things that you say can get you deplatformed in any way, shape, or form. When these people start getting like, oh, well, we can't identify them because they're coming through a VPN. Just wait until Twitter and Facebook and any social media site really starts blocking VPN access because they can't confirm the person on the other end. Being anonymous online which was one of the greatest things about the internet when it first started, that is going to be dying within the next few years if something isn't done. And I just 
don't believe anymore. Well, like you it, said, I don't believe that this stuff's going to happen anymore. If you want to fight back against this, what the the way to do it is to normalize VPN usage. And that means everybody use a VPN for everything. And it's it's disgusting to me that VPNs have to exist. Uh, it It's the same kind of thing that, you know, the antivirus for a computer should not have to exist in an ideal world, but they do and they serve a valuable purpose. And yeah, some of that purpose can be used for bad, but there's enough good that they need to keep around. And if, if you want to bust the, the illusion that VPNs are only used by criminals, then start using them more for legitimate, legitimate stuff. Go, uh, go connect to your VPN and do everything by it. Yeah. I know I'm preaching to the choir because you already do that. Right. But but I'm I'm saying it, that normalizing VPN usage is the only way to fix this. And I realized I, I didn't reboot before the rock and roll pre-show yesterday. So I didn't rem- oh. didn't remember to disconnect from NordVPN. Did the whole show with Carolyn connected to me, me connected to the stream. Nobody complained about anything. Stream didn't drop. So, uh, yeah, you do everything on a VPN. Or get one of those Winston privacy devices. No matter people are like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's software, man. It's not open source, so uh, it's, it's you dead to me. Perfectly captured the, you you perfectly captured the voice of your critics. Thank you, thank you. That's what I've been going for all of this time. But uh, you know, hey, the technology that allows you to stay anonymous at this point, savor it while you can, because I I'm not convinced that it's going to be around by the time a uh, a Joe slash Kamala presidency is over. Well, something will be because the desire for anonymity will not go away. That's why we um, need the Bembro's VPN. And, and, and we will have it as soon as I can acquire another uh, motorhome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Bembro's needs a motorhome where you're going to start. Let's get, let's get a GoFundMe or what's, what's the best site One to use that for doesn't that? explode this time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, apparently, okay. You know what? I've learned my lesson. I need to keep my explosives in the other motorhome. Right. Yes. You don't, you don't want to have the explosives inside of what you're traveling in unless you want yourself to be blown up for blocks and blocks and blocks. And it is, when it comes to any of these bombings, I mean, let's be honest, whether it's a homegrown terrorist or not, the weird thing about this bombing was it was intentionally trying to minimize people getting killed, which is really a rarity in most of these bombings. Usually the the concept is exactly the opposite. So having the having the voice telling people to get out of Dodge. I mean, I, I didn't real didn't see the story until later that he was actually playing the Petula Clark song downtown through the speakers, too, which makes it even more surreal. Um, but it was just it was weird all the way around. Usually when there are bombings, you don't get the warning of evacuate, evacuate. We're going to blow this vehicle up. All the more reason to think that it's a six week cycle attempt gone wrong. Could be. And I mean, there are people pointing to the election stuff going on allegedly with AT&T and what the the Kraken machine and all this other, you know, all this other stuff that's uh, impossible to get any accurate uh, news about. So the the one problem that I have with your reasoning, Cold Acid, is that at this point, I honestly 
believe that the average homegrown terrorist has more respect for human life than the FBI. I could see that. Yeah, and that's why he that's why he was warning people to stay away. Because he did have respect for you think you think this is a six week cycle where where the Patsy was setting up the warning? I thought they chose people too stupid for that. You never know. He's no, I think over this, this time. I think this time they screwed up and picked somebody a little too intelligent. So for for people who who might be missing the reference here, we we talk about the six week cycle. This is a very no agenda term. Uh, the way that the cycle is supposed to work, and we saw this often during the eight years of of Obama, is the FBI every six weeks. Uh, we don't know if it's uh if if it's for budgetary considerations or or what. But almost like clockwork, every six weeks, the FBI will announce some somebody that they made a big arrest that was going to do some horrible terrorist act. And in almost every case, uh, they say, uh, we arrested this person who was trying to do make a terrorist act. And uh, don't worry, he never had a chance of doing it because the button that we set him up to push was actually fake. It was us he was talking to the whole time. Uh, And so the cycle, and it almost always goes like this, was uh, the FBI goes out and finds some nearly radicalized idiot on a chat board. Uh, FBI agents will pose as Al Qaeda or uh, some other terrorist uh, extremists. And we'll push this guy over the edge. And then at the end, they'll say, uh, hey, don't you want to blow up a target somewhere? Yeah. And then wait, no, and, I like target. Let's like, do Kmart. Yeah. And, and you know, whatever the target did, you know, whatever the guy's been ranting against. And you'd be like, well, well, here, if you really want to get back at these people at Walmart for not paying off your Christmas layaway, then we'll give you everything that you need to do it. And then the dude shows up at Walmart on the day and they give him a fake button and they wait until he pushes it. And then they arrest him immediately and say, you were trying to blow up a Walmart and the FBI for quite a while, about every six weeks popped out a story that was roughly that framework. And so it ended up being called the six week cycle. So when, when you talk about uh, you, this looked like a six week cycle, there are some pieces that I'm not sure were there, but if it was, and you think that the FBI set up the van, then they really fucked up by using real explosives. Whoops. <laughs> so somebody- I think he might've sourced, he might've sourced everything himself. They just tried to make him a patsy and he was clever enough to not just take what they were handing him. Well, it's interesting. He was a dude named Ben, after all. Right. Which is how, I mean, I guess this is how you can gather whatever you need to do this. And you could do it over time, which is, you know, the beauty of if you're not in a rush and nobody's really said yet that I've seen whether this was a simple, you know, fertilizer or what was used in the in the vehicle. But usually these types are caught because. You've never bought fertilizer before and you're like going in and you're like, yeah, I need to buy some fertilizer. And they're like, how much do you need? And they're like, I don't know what fits in my RV. (laughs) You know, that's kind of the way uh, these things usually go. And in this case, the guy wasn't on anybody's radar, which is the most surprising thing, I guess, about the whole thing, because usually they'll at least be able to go, "Okay, we can track this guy back down to, you know, this website or here's what he's been posting on social media. Everybody's like, 
you know, at first jumping on, this was somebody that was uh, scared of 5G, which that's why AT&T was in, you know, involved in this. And, you know, that it kind of sounds like he was around the corner from the AT&T building. So there's there's just a lot of weirdness going on. And I don't know if the location was picked for any reason beyond maybe it was one of the more uh, desolate areas in the downtown area that you could blow it up. If you were really worried about not having any uh, people get injured or killed in this, then there was probably only so many places in a city like Nashville where you could go, where there's very few people at six 30 in the morning, you'd have to go into just a business district. But a lot of those business districts in Nashville have apartments and stuff over the the venues and the shops and stuff you don't think it's more plausible that the location was picked precisely because of the amount of network infrastructure in that building it's hard to say we don't know i mean how do you know and and i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and float this theory because it's just as plausible as anything else i've heard uh that the explosion wasn't staged precisely for the purpose of preventing us from doing a grumpy old ben's on christmas morning yeah I mean, that is the most nefarious thing that you could have done on Christmas Day is stop the world. We were going to have a story on Christmas Day that was going to blow the coal cover off the uh, voting conspiracy. We were going to prove that Donald J. Trump won and this all would be over. And Biden we were going to release jail. the Kraken. Yeah, we, we, we were going to release the Kraken. But it's too late now. Yes, it's too late. Can't can't do it. That was that was on Friday. This is Monday. No Kraken releasing. So there, there's that. We'll have, we'll have yeah. to wait for. We'll have to wait for this Friday then. You have to wait oh. for the sealed indictments. Friday, New Year's Day. I don't know if Damn it. <laughs> the terrorists win again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, because we were gonna do Christmas, and then we were gonna have cold acid on on New Year's Day, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not really sure we're doing a show on New Year's Day, not because I don't want to do a show on New Year's Day, but because we're doing a show on New but, Year's Eve. Well, uh, because you're and, and because there might be another explosion that knocks you off the Internet. That may be or this one may be in this one may be in Washington. We don't know where the next explosion's I, coming from. I, I as far as I know, they're gunshots. Right. They, they could very much well be gunshots. But, you know, I, I will be wide awake and ready to do a show at 11 a.m. New Year's Day. It is the Ryan to Bemrose 9 a.m. Uh, call. On, uh, I, I will be wide awake and ready to go at 11 a.m. on New Year's Day. Oh, Chicago time? Your time. No. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yes. So there is there is that. So who knows? I mean, we may just jump on the stream and do kind of a uh, a ragtag bunch of crazy people like you did on Christmas Day, because that seems like it worked. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sure you said only nice things about me and uh, and just gushed praise upon my greatness and how sad it was that I wasn't able to broadcast live. Yes. Christmas. Yes. We definitely need to go with that story. Yes. Thank you. And I appreciate that. But did you yes. see the, the story? I pulled this one just for you. This was off of torrent freak as well. Did you see that BMG, that big bad conglomerate, you know, the one that is always going after people for copyright infringement, something that you love, Ryan, you love copyright infringement. This is a, it's a means to an end. This is a story that will warm your heart. Publisher BMG has plunged itself into a copyright lawsuit with elements that are so bizarre. It says here on the Torrent Freak website, it's hard to fathom what the company was thinking. According to the complaint, well, that's true. of Most of their moves, but go on. BMG illegally used a song 
owned by the religious group Watchtower. That's right. The Jehovah's Witnesses in a for-profit Christmas album featuring songs from other faiths, which are set to be sung in cathedrals. Needless to say, the Jehovah's Witnesses are outraged and they are suing BMG because they did not have the rights to use the song. And the interesting thing is there seems to be a paper trail where BMG had requested the rights and were constantly turned down and they used the song anyway. So uh, we know how big some of these fines can be when it comes to every last infringement of every last song. And uh, there's one thing when you're just, you know, downloading it illegally. There's another when you're recording the song and releasing an album. Well, the the statutory damages on that could be uh, something like one hundred seventy five thousand multiplied by the number of albums that they sold. Yes, you know, and the which, fact that the Jehovah's which is Witnesses, probably still couch cushion money for a company the size of BMG, but but it's a pretty big mistake to include. And they're like people are like, why would you even include this song on a Christmas album? That's not like the Jehovah's Witnesses celebrate christmas this was uh maybe that's because all of the christians out there are too busy celebrating christmas and the jehovah's witnesses are the only ones working that day and making new songs it could be i don't think of that no no i didn't i didn't either i did not think of that that's what i'm here for to to think of stupid stuff for you i just thought it was hilarious that a, a company that is known for going after people for this kind of stuff make a i mean mistake put that in air quotes I only have one question, and and I don't know if this is answered in the Torrent Freak article or not. the The song, what it, what did the whatever the the work that they uh, ended up infringing? Yes, was it more than five years old? I'm sure it was because it's a you know whatever Jehovah's Witness tune, man. <laughs> and and they're not capable of making new songs. Is that is that what you're insinuating? Probably. I, mean, I don't know. It's uh, like- I'm I'm just. If it was more than five years old, this is why copyrights need to be limited to only five years. I'm sure BMG now completely agrees with me that all copyrights should be limited to five years so that they wouldn't be in this particular lawsuit. Because all of the money they've made and all the other stuff means nothing to them. That's the story I'm going with. Five seems a little short. (laughs) What is currently is a little long. We need to meet in the middle somewhere but i thought that was a christmas I'm willing miracle to go up to six and a half and i'm i'm, I'm rooting for the jehovah's witnesses here I, I hope they uh i hope they win a large settlement against the nice folks over at well, it, it, it it never it never hurts to root against the giant corporations simply because they need to suffer some more losses but you know that's not the society we live in no that's yeah there's always there's always a loophole there's always a way there's always something bad going on, but uh, I mean, now would probably be a good time to thank the experts that came in. This was, I mean, it could have been for the Christmas show, but everything got pushed back. So we have a nice day today here on the final show for 2020 here on Grumpy Old Ben's. And we appreciate everybody that listens live when we do these shows over at noagendastream.com. And you can go there. There is a link to the actual audio feed that you can put into any you know if you want to listen on the page that's fine but you could also put it into vlc or whatever audio player you're using you can put it into some podcast apps i've learned recently like the uh, podcast addict and that way you could listen live wherever you are to what's going on on the no agenda stream and there's always something fun going on including 
when it does come down to New Year's Eve. It's an all live day. And we when's the last time, if ever, that we had a no agenda stream where I'm guessing it's going to be like 18 plus hours of live starting at 9 a.m. Chicago time and going through probably one or two a.m. Well, two a.m. Chicago time is midnight on your on you uh, West Coast, East Coast, left left coast people. And uh, it's going to be a nice, long live stream. So you'll definitely want to check out the No Agenda stream on New Year's Eve for it's the only time it's it's No Agenda Rock and Roll pre-show live. No Agenda show live. Rhino the Bearded live with his top 100. Then Hog Story at all coming on right after Rhino the Bearded to do the just in the smoker New Year's Eve extravaganza. I mean, what better? way to uh, release whatever goes on on new year's eve than on uh, the hog story label because you know anything goes when you're over so long as fletcher doesn't fall asleep again <laughs> well yes they re- we may need to that set was, backup recorders in that uh, was terribly entertaining it was i just kept hoping for the the snoring but i guess okay somebody bring a good snoring sound effect so that way if fletcher falls asleep again you just say hey fletcher what do you think and you get and that would just that would work perfect but we appreciate people. We do work on the value for value model here on Grumpy Old Benz, which means we do these shows. We put some value out there into the universe. And if you got any value out of listening to us, it's your job to go to grumpyoldbenz.com and click the donate button or use the QR code to do the Bitcoin thing or use the P.O. box address to go the snail mail route and show some value back to the show coming in with. I think this is the biggest baddest one-time contribution we've gotten from everybody it's from our buddy cal at lavender blossoms coming in at 161 dollars and 80 cents so one six one eight oh and i don't know what that number means but i'm sure it means something and it means a lot to us and the note that he included with it says merry christmas or happy holidays take your pick it's merry christmas here cal there's there's no question about it it's always merry christmas I mean, there are other holidays. Happy Christmas and Merry Holidays. Right. Happy Christmas and Merry the Holiday. I don't know. um, I don't know about all that. If if you're into it, would it be polygamy or polyholiday? Right. It It, would. Something like that. You know, let's let's forget I ever mentioned that. That We try to do that about a lot of the things on the show. But when 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 I mentioned this particular donation to Dame Bemrose, she uh, unsolicited said, oh, yeah. We've got some of that. That stuff is great. Uh, Referring to the the lavender balm from from Lavender Blossoms. Yes. Lavender Uh, Blossoms. She wholeheartedly. Yes. She wholeheartedly endorses the product, I guess, is what I'm saying here. Yes. My wife also uses this daily and we purchased the stuff from Cal and he sent a little extra care package along with it when we did. And uh, he's a good guy. He said when they did the fresh honey. Oh, I mean, that was like the best honey ever i wanted to drive a truck over to uh over to michigan and just pick up a you know gallons of the stuff because it was absolutely awesome but as long as it's not an rv right well as long as it's not explosives again rvs are okay but cal makes all sorts of different uh salves and bombs and they use the cbd or not depending on what you want and i know he was having issues collecting money because you know cbd is scary and uh you know, MasterCard or whoever doesn't want to process the payments and all that. So, you know, my wife loves the stuff as well. My mom loves the stuff. I've never tried it. I mean, it smells a little girly. So I bet you you would use it. Uh, 
although it depends on the scent. You know, you can get some maybe manly. Are there manly balms? I don't know, Cal, let us know. But go over it, to it Lavender. It sounds like the perfect scent for when you decide to become the female host right. on Grumpy Old Ben's. Right, there you go. I need to be, uh, I need to pamper myself a little bit, and I'll do so in a Lavender Blossoms balm or salve, and it's LavenderBlossoms.org, and thank you, Cal. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you're celebrating, we are with you, my friend. No doubt about it. Uh, coming in next is, uh, uh, he wanted to make sure we got this in. It was Phil Pace from mechanicsburg pa now I, I just want to know how he did this because paypal you know usually paypal gives you the person's real name and then they come in with no no you know go by my pseudonym or whatever it is now phil's paypal account came in as mud pig and i don't know exactly what when how but you, mud you pig. don't think that that's this person's real name are nope. you judging he said his name's phil that's not mud pig. And um, he comes in with and one. Who are you going to believe Phil or PayPal? <laughs> Phil. Okay. Definitely. He comes in with one twenty two fifty. Again, a number that I'm sure means something. I'm not sure what. And he included a note that said in the morning and Merry Christmas. I'm a new listener, but have been loving the non-paid promos and the Leo hate. So obviously somebody else who, who shares our, uh, um, vast dislike of the way Leo has been doing business as of late. It, I mean, again, we used to enjoy Leo. I used to consume Leo. I, you did. I, I think I, my, my Leo was my primary entrance into podcasting. I, I, I didn't, it was back in Oh five or so. And I never really thought about podcasting or, you know, I'd, I'd heard of it, but I was like, okay, there's this thing where you download recordings of audio and listen to whatever. And uh, a a coworker of mine said, you need to listen to this This Week in Tech show. And I started doing it, it was before Leo started doing video. Right. And that's how I got into podcasting. And from there, I heard about John C. Dvorak. And from there, I ended up joining the No Agenda community. And you're all worse off for it. You're <laughs> welcome. Uh, so you can blame Leo for that. Well, yeah, I remember but, listening to like the first This Week in Text and they had on people like Patrick Norton and uh, Kevin Rose and uh, JCD was on pretty early as well, I believe. And there were some good conversations and uh, not so much lately. And I don't know exactly what the reason is, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's OK. We've learned that there are plenty of other podcasts that we can consume and you don't need the uh, you don't need the This Week in Tech. You don't need that whole sphere of shows. And uh, I mean, I think Leo maybe just tried to get too big, too fast, try to throw all the different shows on, try to make everything video. And uh, it just didn't work. And it's OK. I mean, Leo's great for people that don't know tech. He could answer the most simple tech questions for you. We just tried to. The answers might not be good, but he can answer. them. Right. We try to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, Phil also goes on. You didn't mention the shelf of stuff that is so awesome. It just sits in the background of his video, never to be touched again. Yeah. I mean, Leo gets some of this stuff and then, uh, then just sits there, I guess. Uh, yeah. He, well, he's he, he, clearly not looking at the shelf of stuff behind me right now. Well, that's because we haven't turned the video on yet, but we will. Yeah. By he, design. He says, keep the tech news coming. Good luck with 2021. Hopefully it don't say, hold my beer and watch this. I mean, I, it, I think 2020 is going to win in that category. 2021, I think, is, well, it's not the new normal, but let's you're, just hope it's, uh, it's. You're such a disgusting optimist. I know. I mean, I, I have to be. I, I do a podcast with you. 
So I think you, you kind of have to fall into that, uh, have to fall into that level. But, uh, next on the list, our buddy, Sir Sean, who's been in the troll room a lot lately. And see, his name of the troll room is Sir Sean AV. So I just thought he was an AV nerd. Like he was into audio and video and all that. No, Allegheny Valley. Now we know. I didn't know. It's like, oh, AV. I thought it was do. adult video. See, adult <laughs> video. Oh, Sir Sean. Oh, wait, Sir Sean of adult video. Does he have a uh, OnlyFans or something like that? Is he is he Anime. hooked up with Sir Spencer? And uh, I don't know. I, these these are things that that we, uh, God willing, will never have the answer to. Right. There are some questions <laughs> that just do not deserve to be answered. He says from Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley, another grumpy old Ben. So thank you for being uh, grumpy. And he says uh, the adult video would not work out well. I don't know why, but he said, what he said, he would starve. I, I, the, the impression that I get is that Sir Sean does, does not have a high opinion of, of his own personal sex appeal. And he's totally uh, wrong. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen pictures, but what I can tell you is that if you spend enough time on the internet, you realize that there's somebody out there who gets turned on by pretty much anything. I'm sure. I'm not, I'm not judging that. I mean, some 34, some people do whole podcasts on anime. In, in fact, I haven't been informed about it, but I'm sure there is somebody out there right now working on grumpy old Ben's porn. <laughs> as long as they cut us in on whatever they, uh, they get. That's cool. But thank you. I that's, think, that's I think trick. they I, might have to actually pay people to watch it. That's a whole, that's a whole new way board is going to well, work. Don't cut us in on that. I mean, I did like at the end of no agenda yesterday when they were talking about the whole new society where our clothes are just going to be delivered to us and nobody will have to work because it's going to be such a great thing. The whole everything will just be provided for us. And of course, uh, John C. Dvorak with. Yeah. What about the hookers? <laughs> it's like, are, the, are the hookers going to be free? And then he's like, and then who are going to be the hookers? These are questions that are really important to figure out before we I go. I have an to answer this. to that, though. Oh, you do? Yeah. I've been I've been saying it since yesterday. Okay. Drones will be the hookers. The, I see, but no, because we've already learned that I, 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 the drones will be given flying, flying flying fuck machines. Okay, I, I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kink judge you, cold acid, but quadcopters don't turn me on the way that women do. Well, don't we already know that we're these these uh, sex bots that are looking more and more realistic as far as taking human form? There's already talk that they should be given personhood, that they should be able to say no, that as AI gets better, that they should be treated as a sentient being rather than a machine. And it's like, no, no, they should not. They're machines. They are not people. They are not animals. They're a computer program. And yeah, when is, they achieve sentience, then let's give them sentient rights. Until then, and well, okay, well, here's the okay. <laughs> since you're the nerd with all this stuff, Cole, listen. How do you how do you define what is sentient for a machine that you create that is still working on a computer brain? A computer chip is at the heart of all this. How, what is sentience? What is achieving sentience for something that is programmed, even if it could rewrite its own code? What is the bar to be sentient? That is a Learn to really <laughs> difficult question to answer because it's not so much tech as it is philosophy. So if, if you could write a being that can create, you know, if you could write, write a script that makes it seem like the machine is sentient, then it's sentient. I don't buy that. It's still a machine. 
Well, no, you know, if, an it's easy ju- way- if it's just like a, if it's just like a whole bunch of if statements, like video game character AI, that's definitely not sentient. But if it has the ability, like we do, to recognize and respond to its environment dynamically, you're getting closer to you're getting closer to it, right? You're getting closer so, to sentience there. Can, can I when it has a sen- right. are, when it has you- an actual sense of self? That is where I would say, yeah, we have to give it rights. Are you arguing that NPCs shouldn't have rights or or the ability to control their own destiny? NPCs are there for me to trade with or slaughter mercilessly. Okay, so we're still talking about the election, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. I didn't know we were. Fletcher says they're covering a very similar topic on Hog Story tonight, so when there's overlap there... You know it's going to be something good. Net Ned just said he wants a sex bot that cleans the house, and I think there are more guys that would probably prefer something that can clean the house. That would be uh, like, oh, that's a good idea. I, I have mean, been that's, saying that's I why would, high school uh, sweethearts were invented. Oh, nice. I have been saying that I would not say no to a maid with conjugal benefits, <laughs> and in a machine form or just uh, in any form. You people are so sexist. Darren's sitting here arguing that that no women should have the rights or any rights, and and now Cold Acid is asking for uh, a sex slave made. I and what Ned, is wrong with you people? Net Ned wants a Roomba with a flashlight on it. I don't know. The world is going crazy. We're not judging though. We are not judging. No, we don't judge on so, this show. So thanks, sir, Sean, for uh, for totally not wanting to saying you were a grumpy old Ben. Somehow we got into sex robots. We're not the Mark and George show, but we aspire to be. Next on the list, Jason Howard coming in with 2533. No note, no nothing. So thank you, Jason. Gary Blatt coming in with 10 bucks saying, always appreciate the grumpy rants. So that's you. And then he says, when is Bemrose getting that new microphone? Sir Gary wants to know, when are you getting the new microphone? Which one? Anyone. I think we were, he was talking about the It sure. seems like every other, every other week you're recommending I get some microphone. I mean, it's never quite clear which one I should pull the trigger on. Well, that main one was that sure, whatever it was called. Now I don't remember what the, uh, the model number on it was. The, uh, the uh, it's like an S and M or something. Yes. That's exactly why you would like the sure S and M. Uh, but I remember thought we were getting off the, uh, the sex topic. Well, remember, oh, Cole- we're getting off. All right. <laughs> CSB was very clear. <laughs> microphone has wrong port do you need see you need USB-C. and uh well that that right there is a reason to get it as far as i'm concerned see there you go there you go so um i he doesn't have a new microphone yet but the producers are calling for, do i really sound that bad i mean you sound like you well you there's the better problem. than me <laughs> see that's why we bring you on gold acid so it, it props up uh, and it, I, I love cold acid in the troll room earlier when uh, somebody else was on saying, you know, I do a podcast, but I, I really I have the you know, I have the voice for television or something like that. And cold acid's like, if a Bill Gates sounding mofo like me can do a podcast, you can do one, too. No, he said he, he said he had a voice for newspaper or something. <laughs> and you jump a voice in. for print. Yeah. And you jumped in and like, I, I have a crappy voice. Come do a podcast. Well, I, for one, do appreciate you coming on and making me sound like a real podcaster. Well, well maybe that was Sir Sean. You're voice welcome. for Prince. See, you should be doing a podcast, Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley. 
And if you want to come on to Grumpy Old Ben's, if you are a Grumpy Old Ben, you are now a certified expert. And as a certified expert, you are always welcome to come on and spread the tech, love, and news here on Grumpy Old Ben's. Just reach out and, and let us know you'd I, like to be on. I, for one, would definitely listen to a podcast from Sir Sean of the adult videos. Yes. And he could tell you all about who his favorite porn stars are, and we can bring in Chris. I, and I would I would be able to take notes so yes. that I could take them as a Sir seat sitter. <laughs> yes. And you could be like, okay, now I've learned exactly who. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that works. Now, now I've learned that they actually have, you know, personalities and names and faces. Yes. I never knew any of that. Yes. You know, if you only were calling, they had talent. He was, Ryan was calling us. They, they do. It's right up in front. Uh-huh. Yeah. Calling us sexist. And you're like, oh, porn stars have names. I didn't even know they were real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever that whatever that thing uh, Adam Curry always says, you have to bishop bush and uh, that, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what he says. That's exactly. I'm, I'm going with that. It sounds close enough to me, and uh, I'll never. I, I know what it is, but I'm I don't have enough confidence to try to say it without our all of our Dutch listeners coming and laughing at me. Yes, but they, you know I can't handle anybody laughing at me or criticizing me. It just makes me go to pieces. Yes, if you're a Dutch listener and you want to hear Ryan uh, try that, then just uh, donate and ask. And then he'll have to do it. He'll have to dance like the little monkey that he is out there on the left coast. Also today, coming in on a subscription, I believe, Jeremy Kavanaugh. Thank you, Jeremy. And John Fletcher of the Hog Story Fletchers with his monthly donation to the grumpiest podcast in the universe. They'll be doing a show tonight. Hogstory.net. The Hog Story stream runs all the time. Hog Story runs on the No Agenda stream. And John Fletcher, un, uh, unlike what I what I said in the note. He is a very talented hack. So uh, there is that. So check out Hog Story. Check out, uh, you know, Cold Acid Show. If you want a rare encounter, that's the place you want to go. But thank you to everybody for the the love here on this last show of 2020, showing the holiday spirit. We greatly appreciate it. And again, value for value. If you want to play along, and we hope you do, grumpyoldbens.com. You can add a slash donate and even take you right to and even uh, more started page. You know, we, we got you right down the lane, but you're right down the street. And uh, that's where you want to be. It's a beautiful thing. We have any other tech stories? I mean, what did, what did you bring to the table here? Cold acid. Well, I ran into something else. Uh, oh, I going back okay. to Torrent Freak, going back to Torrent Freak. You remember Prenda? You remember that there was that Prenda law firm that was oh, doing that's porn going honey pots? That's going back 10 years. Yeah. Not even the uh, the convictions of their uh, of their like main lawyers was just last summer. Apparently, one of them is trying to run a new porn honeypot out of his prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got to do something so, while you're in prison. So the 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 story behind this, and and you can correct me if I've got the wrong one, but I I definitely remember. They were doing this back in sometime between 06 and 09 uh, ish. Uh, the story was they would uh, go. They, they were a law firm, a, a law firm of unethical lawyers. And and I know that it shouldn't be necessary <laughs> for me to make that clarification. But you think about how unethical the average lawyer is. These people were a lot worse. Um, I, I don't remember the names of the people, but but it was it was Prenda Law was what it was called. Um, they John would Steele, contr- Paul Hansmeyer. That's right. John Steele was the big one or the, the lead. Anyway, um, 
they would go out and find somebody, usually like a, a small record company or something, but, but anybody who owned a copyright for something, usually a song, and they would agree to represent a copyright holder of some kind. And then they would take that person's song and seed it onto all the BitTorrent clients and then record all of the IP addresses that grabbed uh, any fragment of the file from their from their BitTorrent seed and then immediately issue uh, a DMCA uh, or, you know, some kind of copyright notice or, you know, they'd they'd issue uh, a legal notice to the ISPs of every IP that downloaded from them. And then they'd send out really threatening letters. And the letters all said things like, uh, we know that you illegally downloaded this song. And uh, if you don't want to be taken to court and right. made completely destitute, then pay us, you know, cause, and they would point out the statutory fines of uh, $175,000 per instance or whatever, and say, you know, if you were, found guilty in court this is what you'll have to pay however you can make this whole lawsuit go away if you just pay us five thousand and they would get you know from any given seed they'd get you know a a thousand people who downloaded some fragment of the file they'd send out a thousand letters and if if 10 of those people responded then with money then i mean right they made out like bandits totally spray and pray yeah and and it's it's spray and pray using uh, a copyright regime that needs to be torn down. Oh, we already got into that argument today. <laughs> yes. But so background beside uh, w- what did they do to get in the news this time? So this is this is the second guy. This is the one who got sentenced to 14 years, Paul Hansmeyer. So he got he somehow produced a porn porn film and with the help of somebody outside of jail got it stuck up on this uh on this AV uh, torrent site bootytape.com <laughs> okay and now there's a great is, name uh, yeah so I, he's I, trying I to want him disappointed that I didn't register that domain already but go yes. on yeah so he is uh he is trying to sue this John Doe that the investigator passed the IP address for as well as the acting U- U.S. attorney for the District of Minnesota, yes, he is su- he is suing he is suing a U.S. attorney over this uh, because he's afraid that uh, he's afraid that they might give him even more time in jail for trying to continue to pull this scam while he's already been sentenced for doing this. So he, according to the article. <laughs> He first wants the court to ensure that he's not breaking the law, which is why he uh-huh. is, uh, which is Looking why he is suing the U.S. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why he's suing the U.S. attorney. Apparently, a few months ago, uh, before this honeypot started, he tried suing Bill Barr, even in a similar case in uh, in D.C. That case was dismissed. And this one, the U.S. attorney is attempting to get it dismissed, but so far, so far, it's uh, it's not happened. She's saying that it's artful pleading, but that the the cases are not anything that are worth uh, the court to bother with. 
You know, lawyers in general are, are a pretty maligned group. A lot of people have really poor opinions of lawyers and, and it's kind of unfair because it's, it's really a matter of, of 99% of them give the rest a bad name that, I mean, yeah. these, th- there are good lawyers out there. And, and if the no, bad lawyers weren't, them. If, if the bad lawyers weren't, you know, almost all of them, then I think that lawyers would get a better break in this world. Well, it's, it's crazy that he's still doing this he's been disbarred he's in prison for 14 years like i said you got nothing else to do i mean you gotta at least i'm sure sure there's plenty of things for a disbarred disgraced lawyer to do in prison like get cornholed right or you could just do that on the outside with well, the I, maybe that's what's on on uh, uh, what was it booty booty slime booty thought? tape booty tape booty tape yeah <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the, the tapes he's putting up there is videos of getting cornholed i mean net net wanted mean, to know if that was put out copyrighted. by 3m <laughs> does 3m put out booty tape uh, we, can, we can go buy some of that maybe but yeah this is again down the copyright line which uh there was another story which i thought this was genius because youtube said uh they, they found a smoking gun that there was a class action lawsuit that was filed by a grammy award-winning musician Maria Schneider and Pirate Monitor Limited, they said it was filed in bad faith because basically it seems like there were a bunch of IPs, usually hidden by, of course, VPNs, that were uploading their copyrighted content. And then, of course, they weren't being taken down quick enough. So then this company, the Pirate Monitor, working with this musician, were trying to sue YouTube. Well, it seems that somebody at yeah, Pirate Monitor, you, YouTube has too many lawyers for that. You know, and yes, and it seems that whoever at Pirate Monitor uh, that was uploading the videos in the first place <laughs> uh, accessed their YouTube account while on the same IP address. So it appears so, that YouTube has now proven that the person suing them is the one that was actually uploading the stuff in order to be able to sue them. So isn't this basically the same story? <laughs> it is kind of the same. This is with YouTube. It's like we're uploading. Well, they're, yes, they're uploading to say we are having damages. So we're suing YouTube and YouTube saying, well, no, we have proof that you actually are the one that uploaded the content. So it, it, it here. OK, here's what I hate about this story is that you're actually making me sympathize with YouTube and feel like they're in the right for once for one rare moment in time. And and I won't forgive you for that. Law of averages, it's bound to happen occasionally. Yeah, well, this we is know, Google. <laughs> we know there was stuff in this new bill, this big coronavirus relief bill, in regarding to piracy. So, I mean, of course, why wouldn't that be included in a coronavirus bill? It's going to be interesting to follow in 2021. No question. I thought that was in the other bill, the one that the one that included all the defense spending. Which it got passed, right? I mean, that was the one that yeah. uh, th- that went through. So that's uh, yeah. He signed. He signed both of them. Unfortunately, we're all moving to Canada. That's it. Let's just the, the, get those borders open. We're coming. Oh God! E- even with all of that, you're still better off down there in the states. That's yeah. a horrifying. At least, thought. At, least <laughs> at least in the USA, you actually have the right to free speech, and you're what? able to defend yourself. Wait, which USA are you talking about? 
I'm talking about the one that's south of us that actually has constitutional rights oh, instead of a constitution why. that says that ex- pretty much explicitly says that it's that we have no rights because the government can take them away under bullshit reasons. No, I, I understand the confusion now because I'm north of you in People's Republic of Seattle, where we don't have those rights. And to uh, oh, that's right too. Well, well, Darren's United States then. Yeah, not yours. yeah. And uh, to answer Duodenum, I mean, it was the same IP address. Yes, I mean, we understand how VPNs work. Uh, allegedly, it was at exactly the same time, and I'm guessing there may have been browser fingerprinting going on as well. But I mean, yeah, here's a little. Uh, allegedly, the, their lawyers, not dudes named Ben, they probably don't understand the the nuances. Yes, and here's a little trick, though: if you're going to be committing a crime, don't do it on your personal computer. <laughs> I mean, is it this hard to figure out? I don't know. Get one of the new Windows 10 in the cloud machines that Microsoft's selling. I wouldn't know. I don't know how to commit crimes because I don't do that sort of thing. Right. Sure. But we'll be talking about that on another show uh, once we uh, we get more information on that. But that's Microsoft's new idea now is to be selling virtual machines in the cloud. So you know what that'll do? You'll never have to update your machine. These uh, this aimed at enterprise, obviously, not really the home user. But this will be like you'll never have to worry about updates. Microsoft will yeah. take care of all of that for you. Just put everything in the cloud. What could go wrong? In fact, you're. You're you don't have to worry about updates because your machine will just never stop updating. It'll be in a perpetual loop. Every single time you boot, it'll pop up a notice that says Windows needs to reboot for update. Oh, but it's not because it's in the cloud. Actually, that's Windows 10 already. So I'm not sure what would be different. Man, I haven't noticed that with Windows 10. I haven't noticed constant updates. I mean, maybe I'm just not doing it right. Maybe it just does it in the background. But, you know, you get your one. I get a few a a month. I get a few a month, but then again, I'm I'm crazy enough to do the insider thing. Oh, we'll see. So there I'm you getting go. All these half baked versions of Windows 10. You want to be fully uh, baked. every every few weeks. Yeah, he wants to be fully baked with Microsoft. Uh, that's that's what's necessary to be on Hog Story is to be fully baked. You, you got to be fully baked. And then there is <laughs> also a new show I found out about from Carolyn Blaney that our friend Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean who do bowl after bowl are now doing an interview show, which is piggybacking on bowl after bowl. And it's called Bowls with Buds. So there's a there's a there's a theme running through that. I didn't even know about this. It's new. It's brand new. Carolyn yeah. and John were the first oh. people on the show. And of course, I mean, if you're going to talk oh, okay. about that kind of stuff, those two, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, man. No, I did. It's it's a good inaugural show. So what you're saying is that they I, I was going to say. Um, I should go give it a listen to put it on the stream, but but of course I can't do that until they pass the Sir Matthew threshold. Right, right. We've all learned you have to do at least three shows, or it wasn't five. You have to have five episodes before it'll go on the stream because Sir Matthew ruined it for everybody else. And we hope that 2021, if 2021 will bring us anything good, it will bring us more episodes of Maps with Matt. That guy's a good podcaster. He just needs to do the work, put the homework in chip in do a show something like that yeah give us more episodes the people have demanded it so you got anything out what do we need to look for from uh, rare encounter where is that going in 2021 uh probably a little less anime and a little more general nerdity oh see now that is good i think that will get a bigger crowd give give the audience what they want Yes. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, one thing that the audience really wants is more of our podcast coverage. So, so you, I, Abel, I've heard Abel does this thing like in every episode where he does a rundown of some of the shows on uh, 
on the No Agenda Network that he's been listening to. And we'll mention Grumpy Old Ben's. We'll mention Hog Story. We give account of how many days it's been since the last episode of Maps with Matt. <laughs> oh, you won. You win the year with that one right there. Poor Sir yeah. Matt, you. I, I definitely yeah, remember poor- hearing about uh, hearing about that. that uh, somebody on a podcast uh, last week was saying that that was one of the best uh, parts of, of Rare Encounter. And, and I do recommend people go listen to it. The No Agenda uh, Stream rundown. Oh wait, that was that was me saying it last oh, week. Never well, mind. Yeah, but you don't listen to you. But I yeah, think that's nobody great. else does either. I think that's great. It's like it's it's Monday, December twenty eighth, and it's been two hundred and ninety five days since Maps with Matt released an episode. <laughs> you're you're horrible. Yeah, you, that's... you need to stop persecuting poor Matt. <laughs> he loves it. I guarantee you, he loves it. So everybody, check He's out keeping on abuse. Rare encounter. Yeah, this is abuse, as he as he likes to say. Yes, he says it in that French accent, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's such a soothing accent." Him and Void Zero, I say, yeah. doing a show together, I would just be like, "Ah, get in a bubble bath, grab like, a yeah. little champagne." Your, your accent Ask is so city, good, man. Your accent is so good that we don't even listen to what you say. Yes, the two of them it would be perfect. I want to hear that show. I, I would definitely listen to it. Uh, so, anything we uh, else we need from you, uh, Mister Bemrose? Uh, I'm I'm going to make an attempt at this. And and I'm probably going to fuck it up, but I'm going to go ahead and fuck it up for the record. Okay. <laughs> what you say? <clears throat> what you say? Bend yourself. Meant to cope. Door to help. Oh, nice. That, nice. That is what's in my brain whenever Adam says it on the show. And I, I, I actually sat here while you were doing your last story and I typed out what I remembered of it so that I could try <laughs> to read it and. I don't know if I got it right or not. Our Dutch listeners can go ahead and school me and explain that I'm a dumb American who's never learned Dutch, which is absolutely fucking true. Yes, but that got a hell of a lot closer than I would have. And that translate. Well, I thought I did a really good job with what's in the data both. And that was close. It roughly translates to what you accuse me of. You are guilty of yourself. And wow, is that not the theme of 2020? Which is. Which there's there's a a clinical term for that, which is called projecting. Um, there's also a a much more American version of the same saying, which is I know you are, but what am I? It, it sounds so that's not as good. <laughs> English it, the Dutch one definitely sounds more sophisticated to me. Yes, that yeah. it does. And grumpy old Ben's will return in 2021. And this is usually where Ryan says, "Don't threaten the audience," but it's what we do. And we appreciate everybody for listening. 2020 has been a whole lot of fun for a really screwed up year. And we thank everybody for tuning in. And we hope you can join us on New Year's Eve and maybe New Year's Day, depending on timing or just for a another just hangout. A lot of fun getting on the No Agenda stream and chatting with crazy people like Cold Acid, John Fletcher, Carolyn Blaney, Metis, and uh, Sir Seat Sitter and on down the line. I mean, where's Nick the Rat? We got to get that guy. Out of the sewers, Illuminatia. I think she's going to join us on New Year's Eve. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. If you're not watching Illuminatia or listening, which whichever way you want to consume the show she does with Nick the Rat called uh, the uh, what's it one? Uh, now I'm blanking on the this. history of things and stuff. Yes, the history yes. of things and stuff is. If you're not if you're not watching Illuminatia, you need to uh, re up your stalker credentials. <laughs> 
I don't know if she wants you to be watching her in that particular way, but no. uh, or is that Nick? <laughs> yes, yes. I Nick think. always wants you more. You can stalkers. watch Nick that way as much as you want. Yeah, Nick has a camera on twenty four seven, and he's uh, always check out Nick the Rat Wednesday nights uh, live on the No Agenda stream. But with all of that said, we wish everybody a really, really good New Year's Eve. Moving into twenty twenty one. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, all that. Until next time. And thank you, Cold Acid, for coming along with us on another episode of Grumpy Old Ben's. We appreciate it. But until next time, I'm Darren O'Neill coming to you live still from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac. Happy New Year. Those are not gunshots. No. And from America's left coast, where I will not be covering up this likeness of God, no matter how many people demand it. I'm Ryan Bemrose. You mean your face? Yeah.